welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to talk to Cara Rotondo. She is the CEO and co-founder of Le Frick. And I'm going to pull off some info here from the Le Frick website, which you can find, by the way, www.lefric.com. And maybe I should spell that L-E-F-R-I-K. Established in 2012, Lefric started designing urban bags, backpacks and travel essentials using the highest quality eco-friendly fabrics made out of recycled plastic pet bottles. Lefric was born to solve travel and city commuting problems by providing the most fashionable and functional bags for the modern digital nomad. They offer conscious consumers access to innovative products that, while still being cool and savvy, are made avoiding the use of more natural resources. Le Frick contributes to the environment by reducing the use of virgin polyester and rather extending the life of discarded plastic bottles while saving energy in the production process. Their products are designed in Spain and ethically manufactured in Asia. They are members of the Ethical Fashion Forum and their factory follows the fair wear foundation code of conduct quite the mouthful but you get the idea that interview with Cara to come and I really enjoyed it it's one of the most uh nourishing chats I've had in a while it makes you realize that we can all do a little bit more you should also know that I expected the prices on these bags to be designer level and it's really far from it these bags are very accessibly priced and Kura mentioned to me off mic that that was deliberate, that these bags should be for everyone. So be sure to check them out. Before we get to Kura, though, don't forget to check out the show notes at menswearstyle.co.uk and on the social at menswearstyle. All the latest fashion news over there. Ivan Yasky has just written an article. Luxury face shields are expanding the designer PPE market. He writes, it was bound to happen just as Burberry and Off-White introduced luxury face masks back in spring. Louis Vuitton debuted its luxury face shield in September, dubbed the LV Shield. (laughs) And I'm looking at a picture here. I mean, we'll all be looking like astronauts in in the year 2021, won't we? Anyway, check that article out and many more over at menswearstyle.co.uk. And if you want to tell us about your brand and your journey, you can email the show at info at menswearstyle.co.uk okay let's get to it this is a good one hope you enjoy it here is that interview with Cara Rotundo CEO and co-founder of Le Frick well it's my great pleasure to introduce Cura Rotondo, CEO of Le Frick co-founder I should say also how are we doing tonight Cura? fine I'm fine still Excellent. kind of warm here in Spain so Doing good. <laughs> so what is life like for you at the minute in Madrid? Give me, a, give me an idea of what it's like in these crazy times. Well, crazy times, uh, of course, because now we are having a peak of infections. So with COVID around, is not, I think it's not easy for anybody. It has, has been a really tough year for Madrid. So we are now trying to recover, but again, infections. So... So it's it's not easy. We are we are in semi lockdown, uh, but Spanish people are happy. Spanish people are, are people that that, that that try to live the the the, the life the happiest life they can. So everything is cool. I, okay. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only just occurred to me that 
I guess in Britain, we're kind of used to being indoors during the winter, at least, because it's cold as heck over here in the UK and it's wet. So being in lockdown, it's like, okay, well, we'll just stay indoors like we normally do. But in Spain, it's a completely different kettle of fish because you guys love the sun. You're out in the sun all the time. So it must be a lot harder for you guys. It's super hard. It's super hard. And, and we are used to, to go with, with these families and make massive groups of 20 people and have meals and everything. And now it's just six persons in it, six people in each of our encounters. So it's really tough to get only six. Yes. <laughs> it's not the Spanish way. <laughs> yeah, especially the Spanish way. Well, look, we'll get on to, we'll perhaps touch upon it later, you know, finding out how COVID has affected your industry as well. But maybe for the uninitiated, you can just give us a little introduction to who you are and what it and what Le Fric is, please. Yeah, of course. Uh, I am the CEO and co-founder of Le Fric. And Le Fric is a brand of urban bags and backpacks made with uh, the highest quality recycled materials made from discarded PET plastic bottles. And what is um, PET? PET is a kind of plastic. Uh, uh-huh. I won't be able to say it exactly because it's a very difficult name, like preflatopsoft. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but, it's, but it's what is used to make all the clear plastic waters, water, plastic uh, water uh, bottles, and also the soda. And also in some countries, they use it for oil and for uh, alcohol. So uh-huh. it's like uh, very uh, widely used. And PET, it's also say it's is what is made from uh, the polyester the virgin polyester so all the virgin polyester in the fashion industry is made out of pet you can ah. use virgin polyester which is made of crude oil or you can use recycled polyester as we do in the freak which is made out of plastic bottles I discarded see. plastic bottles what i found interesting uh, being on your website which people can find by the way lefric.com is that you guys have been around since 2012 this was you know, this is not just something that's come across in the last couple of years. I do feel like uh, eco-fashion brands have really been in the uptick for the last three to four years, but you, mm. you've been around for a lot longer. So perhaps you can tell us about how it all began for you and why, why you started it as an eco-friendly brand. Um, yes, we, we are two partners in, in Le Freak, David and I. And uh, David is a businessman who has started up other companies in the past. Uh, see, he's, he's the, the owner and, and founder of a successful uh, renew, renewable energy company in Spain called Greenergy, which is now publicly listed. Uh, so when we, when we met, he was, at the same, he was starting up his own um, venture capital and I was working in the fashion industry. Uh, during my time um, uh, working for other fashion companies, I had the opportunity to see things could be made in a better way. Uh, because in fashion, everything was made with, with uh, seasons on mind. Products uh, became waste after a very short time. And again, we were pushed to create a new collection and new items. It, it was very fast and, and, and crazy. And the other side, David, that uh, has always been kind of climate activist and he's a strong passionate about uh, environment. Uh, so we, we both partnered and we, we both strongly believe, believed it was, there was a possibility of making a profitable business with, the, with environment, environmental and social impact. 
um, we both understand sustainability not only as um, a matter of being good to the planet, but also to the people on it. Okay. So it was in 2011 when we started with the idea of creating um, an accessories brand to solve commuting problems. Because we, we both supported the idea there was a gap in the market uh, when finding a good travel partner that was functional but good looking at the same time and durable. Um, so we, we traveled to, to Taiwan looking for these sustainable fabrics. We knew that, that there were the existence of these sustainable fabrics. And it was in 2012, when nearly, nearly one year later, uh, when we launched the first Lefric collection. Very exciting. Mm. <laughs> and you're also Peter approved, right? Now, I've, yeah. I know how difficult that is to get that stamp of approval because I interviewed a previous guest who made a sneaker out of upcycled material. And he said everything was Peter approved apart from like the little flugel binders, the thing that I don't think it's called flugel binders, but the little things that fasten the shoelace at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Those those were the last things. They had like a tiny, tiny residue of plastic on it, and he couldn't get it approved. So he had to run through the process all over again to get it just right. Did you find it also quite hard to get it through the many levels and the many hurdles that you have to get that, that special Peter stamp? Well, the Peter stamp, uh, which is more about being like vegan and not using animals and caring about the animal um the animals was a kind of easy because well not easy but we could like demonstrate from the very beginning we weren't using anything involving animals in anything we wanted to be vegan because we think vegan lifestyle is the most sustainable way of living you know it's something that was goes in our sustainable um being you no know, being vegan that's why we we asked for the pita approved it was it was it was worse maybe to to find all the certificates to demonstrate that our fabrics are 100% recycled because it's not easy to have like 100% recycled materials to use in your backpacks you it's it's easy to find when when you use a super nice fabric it's it has mix it has maybe one part recycled and one part virgin or it's a mix between 100% and organic cotton but we wanted like to be very pure when like using 100% recycled materials. And I think that was more tough, <laughs> yeah. maybe. And, and, and you need to use uh, very good suppliers that are certified and that can prove that uh, all the process is made correctly. So uh, maybe it was difficult. That was difficult. <laughs> well, listen, I think you're doing the, the Lord's work. I mean, how many other brands out there are doing what you're doing? Do you find there's more people trying to do what you're doing now? Well, I think, like I used to say, that we we are sustainable before Greta. No, uh, it was <laughs> when we started the company. No, um, it was not. We built this hundred percent sustainable company in 2012. You said you talk about it, and when sustainability and and social commitment was only a mindset. It was not a requirement. No. Nowadays, you cannot build a business ignoring social and environmental impact, which is which is great on the other side, no? Because it's it's it, today everybody cares about it, but maybe is what more distinguishes the freak, no? That uh, from the rest of of the companies that we were built hundred percent sustainable, and every step we take, we always put the planet and and people 
first. That's awesome. And would you think about branching off? I mean, I saw that you do many different varieties of bags on the website. Do you have any goals in the future to do kind of lines of clothing, like special suits or anything else? Have, have you thought that far ahead? Well, um, we, we, we thought about it like, like last year, but we had to stop it due to, to Corona, to COVID effects, because we, we had to stick to what we had um, uh, in, the, in the warehouse and the, and the stock we had. We had to, to we, we tried not to cancel orders to our suppliers, but we had to, to push them forward. So, and, 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 and projects we have on mind, we had to stop these projects. One of the projects was uh, starting with the apparel collection, but it's something we have on mind for 2021. Oh, okay. Another thing we have on mind for 2021 is to make, like, to achieve to have like the 100% recycled and recyclable backpack. This means every piece thread creaming in the backpack must be made of recycled material. And at the same time, all the materials need to be easily recycled again. Okay, so so with this in mind, uh, when we design the, our styles for 2021, we try, we strive to use the minimum number of elements. So so these elements can be easily separated and recycled again. Wow! Uh, and also because we love simple, durable, and practical products, and we think that the minimum, like less is more. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you're also, I mean, on the website, I encourage people to go through your goals section, like where you want to go for the Fairwear Foundation for 2021. And you're also a part of the 1% for the planet. Yeah. I've not heard of that before. Can you tell us what that is? 1% for the planet. 1% yeah. for the planet was um, uh, launched for uh, the C- Patagonia CEO. And it's, um, uh, and it's, uh, um organization that you give the one percent of your income to um to to non-profit uh, associations that care about the planet you nice. can choose your own associations but this this one percent for the planet organization deals with you and the rest of the companies where you want to place your money in they make an audit at the end of the year. They see how many income you made. And this 1% of your income has to be placed in any organization that you feel comfortable with. And, <sighs> uh, and, and this is the way to give back to the planet. No? Because I think that only with, with making a business and having it running, you are making an impact. Yeah, it's it's unavoidable. <laughs> so the idea is to give back to the planet more than you are getting from him <laughs> that's nice well you're already doing that anyway with the kind of ethos of your brand i mean you'd think it'd be like the likes of coca-cola or facebook that need to do the one percent right <laughs> I mean, yeah of course <laughs> i mean we could we could cure a few problems right there and then if we had, yeah. we had these guys chipping yeah no people say like one percent of your income but that's a lot because it's not of your profit it's of your income you right. maybe don't have profit one year but this one percent goes there no but they think well, I think it's it's the best way, like, to show that you're really committed. No, it's it's something that you can or spend the money in marketing or in other kinds of actions or making maybe more product and then putting the products on sales and have men- less margin. Or you can give this money to one person for the planet and and make that impact. No? 
Yeah, no, no, it sounds like something everybody should do, <laughs> but, but only people with a pure heart will do. <laughs> so, Kira, how many people are involved now with Lafreak? How big is the company? Uh, we are seven working full time in Lafreak, but uh-huh. uh, we have like many partners around the Lafreak community. Right. Uh, we work with agents and in UK distributors in Germany. Uh, we have two suppliers in Asia, the, the fabric supplier and the manufacturing supply, uh, factory. Um, we also have a distributor in Russia. We have a distributor. So, so this is like what, what I call like the freak community. So nice. it's not only like the seven people that we are working every day uh, is that all the community is working for the freak. No, for me, like I see, as a CEO, I think it's really important to to work, to have this community happy and people are comfortable and happy to work with the freak. And what is, so what do you do like on a day-to-day? Are you kind of knee deep in the business? Maybe walk me through a day of the life of Kura as CEO <laughs> of Le Freak. Well, maybe uh, I, I'm the CEO, but I guess... Um, being not only the CEO, but the, the co-founder makes me feel my job in a different way. So I'm not only responsible of the overall, overall business growth and development, but also meeting the needs of this whole community I was talking about, no? Mm. Um, anyone, like all the, comi- all the, all the Lefric community, anybody involved with Lefric is something very important for us and, and, and relevant. And when, and when we seek to work with with them, we, we look for, for real people, people who believe in the brand and, and are willing to grow with us and also share our commitment and philosophy. It doesn't make sense to work with somebody that doesn't feel like us, that we need to make like an impact in the, in the environment. So it has to be something important. So for me as a CEO, it's a great responsibility and, and it's one of my main, main contributions to the company, trying to improve processes and in all the areas so everybody is happy working for 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 the freak and i feel like my my final goal as a ceo is to build a brand uh, a brand known worldwide for its impact on the environment and equally growing it into a company known uh, for being an, an outstanding place an outstanding place to work in <laughs> oh bless um, so what's it like to work now? I mean, we touched upon it earlier with how it's kind of stymied some of your potential collections that are coming out, but how has COVID really impacted your industry? Uh, COVID has been like a global crisis. And, and, and I think that has in, 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 in some way helped help us realize that we are on the right path when talking about slow fashion. Uh, we had the chance to to reorganize everything without affecting any of our suppliers directly, and we have been we have been forced to delay shipments, as I told you before, and and due to some to some cancellations. But I think that step by step we we will recover from the downturn. I think, or at or at least for my experience, uh, COVID has helped us to join forces and know know how that we can count on each other when, when, when passing through difficulty times, no? Mm-hmm. And I think pretty much the same has been with the rest of my partners. I think everybody has like 
and try to help everybody to to try to 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 pass these difficult times together, no? Mm-hmm. And I know we, obviously we we have been lucky this time, no? Because being in the slow fashion, I think being a slow fashion brand has played it out played in, in our favor, no? Right, because you don't have to fire out a different season or you don't have excess yeah help. that's it we do we don't like produce massive quantities we don't have like uh super fast and we need to change styles and we don't we don't have this kind of of working method so so it was something that we had have had to slow down to say hello don't speed <laughs> like maybe what i said to you before maybe upper collection has to wait yeah and that's it. And, well, I'll, and be really I'll be excited yeah. to see the apparel, um, the, the collection of clothing that you have in mind. So maybe you could tease us by putting a few designs up on the website. <laughs> okay. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be cool. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, I'm curious also, what does Le Fric mean? Is it a Spanish word or something completely different? No. Le Fric doesn't mean anything. Oh. <laughs> that's why, and that's why it was something that we love about the name. It, nice. it that's it sounded friendly, and we were looking for a short name, easy to remember in in many different languages, and uh, because we always had in mind to be a, a global brand. Great. We later realized that there is a, a meaning in French, ah. <laughs> which is being a little bit uh, tough when when selling the brand there. But I think it's also funny. It's it's also an icy name and it's friendly and people like it overall. What does it mean in French? It's it it's money, but in slang. Oh, okay. It's it's a slang way to say money, like cash or bucks. Yeah, or something cash. Like that. Or, yeah, that's it. Well, that's lucky. I mean, you got to launch the brand, had the website, the trademark, and then found out it meant something really horrible in French. Yeah, but the picture chic. The yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they did with Kodak when Kodak was released. The, the founders was asked all the time, what does it mean? He goes, it means absolutely nothing, but you'll never forget it. It's easy. A couple of letters. It's almost like a palindrome that it starts. And, yeah. Not exactly like a palindrome, but it doesn't read backwards what it does forwards. But it, it is very snappy and uh, pun intended, very that's catchy. Too. And, we, and we were, and, and we, as we started in 2012, it was like super important that had the dot com free. Yes. And we had the dot com free. So oh, it was like, God. great, we have it. <laughs> Look, I've launched many startups and many blogs and websites. And because I haven't got in there first with the domain, I've had to go for these obscure .xyz.orgs and they always fall flat. Anyone listening out there, try and get the dot com no matter what. Yeah, it's something that is, is like, it was one of, of our requirements when choosing the name. Listen, Kira, I want to be respectful of your time. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the brand. Lefric.com, place to go. Uh, best of luck and good luck in your new home. Or the old Thank home. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Okay. I hope. How about that? Kura, just a nice, wholesome human being, which sounds terribly patronizing. But we should all want to leave the world in a better place than whence we found it. So make sure you're supporting the good guys and head over to lefrick.com and treat yourself or your loved one. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing, leave a review. It does help our egos. And until next time, 